guys, and welcome back to another episode of Artistic State of Mind. My name is Jules, and my, I was going to say my co-host, but it's not really my co-host. He's my right-hand man, the dude that I call my bro, the art, appreci- art appreciator, music appreciator. What do you like to call The it? art appreciator. Art appreciator. Yes, yes. AKA Mr. Smiling Mastermind, AKA, I'll let you introduce yourself. Ladies, gentlemen, the... Ladies, gentlemen, the only ladies, gentlemen, aka Stephen. Hey, hey, hey! Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> Guys, I don't know. I think I'm in a good mood, but I don't know why I'm in a good mood. If I've had a very traumatizing, well, it's not really traumatizing. Traumatizing, strong word. Tell us a, about it. A very intense kind of journey to get to the studio today. Um, but do you know what? TFL prevails. It's the usual. But we got hair just in the nick of time. And I actually got hair before Stephen because I was worried I was going to get hair a bit late. But I mm. got hair just on time. So TFL didn't fail me today. But apart from that, we are here. Yes, we are. We are recording this a little bit early mm. um, because we will make an announcement later on the reason why we're going to record. We're recording this early. But we are very, very excited. Ah! <laughs> um. Oh wow. wow! So wow, sorry, wow. <laughs> God, I'm so distracted. Um, <laughs> Stephen's doing a little dance. We're so bad. Okay, let's be honest. Yeah, let's right now everybody knows the World Cup's happening, and France is currently playing. France and Belgium is currently playing, and France has just scored, and Stephen's just done a little dance. I don't know whether he's currently still doing a little dance. I don't know whether he's put the bet on or something that he's really excited. But yes, um, amazing. Scored, so amazing. we're very, very happy. Yes, I anyway, am. Anyway, moving on swiftly. Yes. How has your week been, Stephen? It's been good. <laughs> been watching a, a lot of the World Cup, as every other person has been as well. Um, enjoying the scenes that I'm seeing, some of the scenes I'm seeing in regards to joyous fans. However, just, um, yeah, just been enjoying that and working, same old stuff. Yeah, just a different day. You really want to watch the game, don't you? I kind of do, but it's, all, it's actually all good because I know who's winning at the moment and I'm quite yeah, happy I'm about really that. Cool. So, uh, yeah, um, here we are. Here we are. Cool, cool. What did you go? You went to go and see something in the cinema recently, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I went to go. Well, thanks for asking me how my week has been. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. Um, I go on holiday in a few days, so I'm very, very excited by that. I get to go and chill and enjoy myself for 10 days. I um, can't wait. Some sand, sand, and sang- not sangrias, some pina coladas, because I love them. But yeah, it's been kind of like a busy kind of like run up to my holiday week. I can't believe it's come around so quickly. Mm. Um, but yeah, yes. Going back to what Stephen said, yes. I went to go see something in the cinema recently. And what was that I went to go and see? The Purge. The first, the first purge. purge. The first purge. Not the first ever purge, but the first, oh, the first film purge. called The First Purge. Purge, yeah. Right. Um, and um, shout out to, is it Javon Wade? Javon Wade, yeah. Javon Wade, um, who's a UK, British UK actor, I think known as... Man, one, From known as one, one of the, of the Man, Man Demon Demon the Wall. And also part, the, I think, the creator of, or co-creator of Wall of Com- Comedy. Yes. Yeah, so it was good to see um, British talent on on our worldwide screens. Um, but at the same time, I don't know how I feel about the film itself. Um, maybe it's just it's just my inner feelings about it. Mm. But 
if you are if you kind of like the purge kind of films mm-hmm. definitely go and check check it out go and give it a watch and it's good to see a lot of um black excellence on the screen wow. as per usual and what's that guy's name that plays that plays um Issa Rae's ex-boyfriend in Insecure. Uh, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, I don't... I always forget his... Not his real name. I always forget his character name. Yeah. I just call him Smiling Face. Smiling he's Face. He's always smiling. Or he's always got a smirk on his face. But yeah. <laughs> All right. I went to go see The Purge. So that was quite... The first Purge. I keep on saying The Purge. The first Purge. But mm. yeah. I'm excited to see... Um, what is it? The Incredibles. But The Incredibles... It comes out on the day... I'm flying out to my holiday, so mm. I'm quite pissed. Yeah, you probably have to go and wait. Have to wait. I'll probably have wait, to wait I'm or sure. I'll just probably watch it where I'm at. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but yeah. Um, other films are coming out like quite soon. It's Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, lady. Ant Man and the Wasp is is out in the in the US, which is crazy to me. But it's not out until the UK until August, which is also what's going on. I have no idea. I feel like it actually has got something to do with World Cup now probably thinking about it like it seems like it has in regards to the incredibles and yeah like no, big blockbuster that don't films. Make no sense. in regards to it being shown in europe mm-hmm. as obviously you're like europeans kind of watch you know football more than you know i guess americans and stuff yeah. and as america isn't in the world cup or the usa isn't in the world They're cup the it's one, yeah no that's never here order yeah so um yeah that's that's that but anyway moving on moving on swiftly moving so on what to... is happening in regards to what's the downbeat what is the downbeat what is the downbeat um i guess just on the theme of films and stuff i'm going to start um start off with what's going on i guess film wise uh so it seems like marvel boss has a few things to say about um Black Panther. So Black Panther is obviously was a huge success this year. Um, started all kinds of things in regards to the um, Wakanda Forever and all and all these things. Wakanda you know, Forever. people buying out screens. The impact it had this year has been um, it's been incredible. So it just seems like it's only right for them to be recognized in some way or another. And uh, Marvel boss um, Kevin Feige um, he wants Oscar recognition for wow. the film. Now, this is very interesting. This is very interesting. I think this is going to be probably one of the first times. Actually, I think it's second time because I feel there was, a, there was a Thor film that was actually nominated for Ragnarok's nominated for an Oscar, but it wasn't for like best actor. I think it was maybe just a maybe best film. I might be wrong. However, um, Kevin Feige obviously recognizes the impact um, Black Panther had. And um, he went on to say, and I quote, um, I think there'll be a, there are a lot of amazing artists that helped make the movie. Um, he also said, and it would be wonderful if they could be recognized. Um, we'll see. This genre, typically not. So basically he's just saying that in regards to, um, for them to, to gain recognition in the Academy Awards would be, would be a great thing. And also with their, with their score on Rotten Tomatoes, it being 97%, which is really, really good for a Marvel film or for film in general. Um, you know, Kevin Feige thinks like it will be wonderful for the film to be nominated in the Academy Awards. So I guess we have to wait and see and see what the nominations are. Yeah, it'll be quite interesting in all honesty. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know. 
when we look at not to say that Black Panther isn't prestige or anything mm-hmm. or a prestige kind of film. Yeah. But when we think about it, when we look at the caliber of what is in what is nominated for the Oscars, mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of like, do you see Black Panther being in the category in that sense? Mm-hmm. And it would be it, it would be interesting to know what um Thor Ragnarok was nominated yeah. for. Is it cinematography? Is it Possibly, possibly. And I'm sure maybe Black Panther will be nominated for cin- cinematography. That would be quite an, an option that people would go for. But even like, even supporting actor or supporting actress, like, mm. but I mean, you know, supporting actor, I don't know who would be casting it. Maybe Denai Guerrero, Lupita Nyongo. No. Michael B. Jordan. Mm, hell no. <laughs> really? His performance wasn't that great? No. Wow. Okay. How about Chadwick Boseman for best actor? I don't know. Okay, fair enough. I guess just a film, best director, definitely best director. Maybe. Or maybe best, is it a category called, um, is it story or screenplay? It's not a great story. It's not a great story, don't think? No. Wow. Wow. I think it was a great film for what it was. Mm -hmm. It was a standalone film. It's a film that we all needed. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it, I think it's achieved its accolades in the sense that it's broken box office. Mm. And that's um, all that's kind of... And people look... People, um, black people have loved it. Mm. All people her, have loved it, to be honest with you. Exactly. All people have loved it. And we're out here screaming Wakanda forever. Mm. So I think it's done what it's done. I don't necessarily believe that it kind of needs awards. Right. Um, Like that. Yeah. Just for... From my impression of what the Oscars is. Mm-hmm. Again... There's nothing wrong with breaking the mold of what the Oscar is and yeah. changing the narrative of what it is yeah. to becoming this new thing. But at the same time, I just, I don't see it. You don't see it. I sound like a negative Nancy, don't, don't I? Kind of. Kind okay, of. thanks. You could have just said, oh no, it's your opinion, you know. But yeah. Yeah, What's what else is going on? Film-wise? I don't know, whatever you want to... Film and TV-wise, since we're on... Well, we're on film. Yeah. We'll talk about TV. Mm-hmm. Um, HBO just dropped a new trailer for Insecure on sun on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit fidgety today. I don't know why. Um, this evening, um, the trailer this shows... This evening? I'm oh, sorry, Sunday evening. All not right. this evening, guys. <laughs> but you can definitely go and watch the trailer. This evening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the trailer shows Issa adjusting to living with... Daniel. Daniel. There we go, Daniel. Right. Um, living with Trailer whilst not in a relationship, while also trying to find a place of her own. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Insecure follows the friendships of two black women as they deal with real life flaws while attempting to navigate different worlds and coping with the endless series of uncomfortable everyday experience. Um, so obviously, we all know... That Insecure is coming back the 12th of August. Mm. I feel like my summer's about to be lit. When I saw the trailer, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I was just so excited. I was like, this is where I need to be. It just looked like so much fun. Mm. And they're out just like chilling, relaxing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I need to be in LA. The trailer was just giving me LA vibes. Like, you need to be there. Dope. To be involved in stuff like that. But yeah, definitely go check out the trailer. I believe it might be on YouTube. Yeah. If not, 
it should be on HBO's website. Great. But yeah, Insecure is back. So you know summer's arrived when Insecure is yeah, back on screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, um, I, I just love segueing. Speaking of <laughs> summer hits, something that's coming out next year, um, August times, uh, is a film that wasn't really expected, but um, there's just been some news about it that's come out recently. So um, due to the huge success of the Fast the Fast franchise, the Fast and Furious franchise, it just gets this the movie gets bigger and bigger. They keep on breaking box office numbers, um, and people more and more people watch the film, and more and more people appreciate the film for what it is. Um, now there is there is talk there was talks of a spin-off that um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson and um, Jason you all know Statham, Tyrone exposed that Tyrone Tyrese Tyrese <laughs> due, due to um, yeah with Tyrese's despair or what is it his um, disputes about. The film and things like that, and he not was doing not, a film and yeah, rare, rare, rare. Um, so yeah, there is going to be a spin off, um, Fast and Furious spin off, um, with Dwayne Johnson and um, Jason Statham. And they've now um, announced the villain or the person that's going to be, um, you know, squaring up against these two guys. Squaring up, I'm a square up, I'm sorry, and it, <laughs> it's fine, and um, it's not only um. Seems like the person they've got is is a great great addition. It's gonna make the film. I was gonna. I'm, I'm saying it's gonna make the film um, definitely a bit more beefier. I would say in mm-hmm. regards to like what the person can do. I'm just gonna reveal the person. I don't know why I'm longing it out. Um, Idris it? Elba. Idris Elba's been um, announced. Like Idris. Announced as the um, villain of the story, and um, he's gonna be following the story of. Uh, I think yeah, most obviously I said before a villain, but it's gonna be. Um, Obviously, uh, Dwayne Dwork Johnson starring as uh, Luke Hobbs and Jason Statham as Deckard Shaw. So what's... Jason Statham is is the bad guy. He was the bad guy last Also, now he's a good guy. Yeah. Somewhat good guy. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, you could say that. Um, and um, so it says... I'm just reading from what... Um, Dwayne Jarrock Johnson said, he said, um, I'm promi- I promised we were going to make this Fast and Furious spin-off awesome and grow our franchise properly. Um, he then said, um, Idris Elba is a bad man, legit badass, um, I better toughen up. So it seems like there's going to be a lot of action involved, a lot of fighting, a lot of um, combat, which is going to be great to see. Great to see Idris, I guess, fighting and stuff. Yeah. Add a bit more I don't know how I feel there. about this, in all fairness. I'm really? really being negative Nancy today. You are. Um, ah, for some reason, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they would make him the new 007, the new Mr. Bond. I don't know if films like this is something that he should be doing. Hmm. I, I think know. it's going to add another dimension to him because you don't really... Well, you see him in a few action films, but they're not really huge huge budget action films that i've seen him in like well he's in the marvel budget but well franchise, that, that's, but, that's not really know. it's not really a, a, like a front role like yeah, a, a lead act lead act well everyone was quite upset when he died in the last of Avengers, course of so. course yeah of course they were i think there was an importance of his character true definitely but um yeah well i'm looking forward to seeing this um the film is called hobson shaw and it's set to for release august the 2nd 2019 so keep a lookout for that. Okay, cool stuff. So you posted this and I found it quite interesting. Yeah. Um <laughs> this is this is hilarious. It is. Um and a very unusual mistake. 
Um, Sony accidentally posts a whole movie on YouTube instead of the trailer. Amazing. So, uh, is it Khalil? Kelly. Ka- Ka- Kelly the Killer, the film in question, follows a hitman from Los- East Los Angeles who mm. takes one final job to get money to support his dying grandmother. Um, it stars, I think it stars Richard Cabara. Um, Ryan Dorsey, Dor- Dors- Dorsey, Karina, uh, uh, yeah, Karina, Carl, Carl Leon, um, um, and it actually wasn't due to be released in the US until the 31st of August. Um, but Sony made that mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody in the online team made that mistake of posting the whole film, or yeah. maybe it wasn't a mistake, maybe they just thought that's what I'm saying. People are saying, you know, this might just be a whole, um, press what is it oh um what is that thing where they do like ex- experiment i've got it it's like a word a social experiment uh, like a press experiment or something like okay media attention media sign something yeah. like that but like just um a risk in regards to like just putting out there okay and you know getting getting people to look at it and say yeah look we've made a m- mistake quote unquote and um we want you to check this film out and um, we'll get a taste of it um, it's definitely got us talking because I've never heard of the film in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. Never seen any buzz around it. So I guess... It, it kind of done a job. I think it was out for about four or five hours before Sony realised or realised <laughs> and decided to take it down. Um, but they put the full 90, 90 um, minute film basically on YouTube. And yeah, you know, fans, not fans, but just um, started putting things out and coming in and saying, hey, Sony, you know, you've got something, you've got something out there that I don't think should be out there. You want to check it out? And then... Um, so just give, leaving cryptic messages <laughs> yeah. for them to figure it out. Yeah. So, so uh, do you know what? I'm not going to lie. This will be quite interesting to see whether the, whether this film will go straight to DVD or still come out in the cinema. That's very true because people can just say, I've seen it or I've got a copy of it now. Yeah. <laughs> like... I'm good. Or somebody somebody has illegally put it online mm, in exactly. that short space of time. Exactly. But yeah, Sony, you messed up on this one. They did. It's quite interesting. Such a big company like that. Big company. company yeah. But then wasn't was it didn't they have the hacking issue? They and, did. Oh, Sony, like you're not you're just taking so many else. So many. So for a company many. that's kind of so big and I'm guessing has the, the cash flow, you do better with like firewall and all that technology jizz and stuff but <laughs> clearly that's one yeah you haven't got right yeah they haven't but yeah i couldn't imagine marvel doing that that would be diabolical for it, them that would be like world ending for them it like, would just be a absolute catastrophe yeah i've seen them put like fake clips out to like throw people off but mm. i won't say i won't say i won't see them imagine it, it, if something like that was to happen do you reckon they'll fire the the head of yeah, well, yeah, Disney might have to have a sit down with him, but he's done a lot. But yeah, not sure what head of Marvel or Kevin Feige. Yeah. Oh yeah, you just mentioned him. I did. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Mm. So theater stuff. What's been happening theater wise? We've got quite a lot of news this week, which is which is what we love. Mm. We'd like to give you guys, feed you guys the information. And you guys can run with it and stuff. So um, the Bush Theatre has announced new shows for its winter season. 
and I'm kind of here for it. I'm very excited. I, I, I've always spoken highly of the Bush Theatre ever since it's kind of had its big, massive refurbish, a refurbish, refurbishment. And obviously they've been killing it, bringing out some new stuff by new writers um, and also, you know, just um, writers of colour um, of and more of a diverse kind of like um, theatre catalogue. Um, so the venue will be hosting some exciting productions that have been that have been seen across the UK. Um, so Bandless Theatre and Script Club will present the one man musical Drip which will be directed by Jane Fallowfield with design by Russ Henry and lights design by Adam Foley. Fresh from a sellout tour, the piece follows a boy who signs up for a synchronized swim team, despite the fact he can't swim. The show comes to the bush from the 3rd to the 22nd of December following a run at Edinburgh Fringe and a UK tour. Um, The cast for um, Vinay Patel's an adventure which opens at the bush in September has been announced. Um, directed by, um, oh God, Madani Yonis, um, which is the artistic director of the Bush Theatre with a design by Rosanna Vise. Appearing in the show will be Nyla Alaya, um, Martins Manhangbe, Aisha Kalal. Sevilla, um, and I'm not going to bother butchering the name, but yeah, loads of people are going to be in it. Um, Middle Child will be presenting their epic gig theatre show. All we ever wanted was everything from the 31st of October till the 24th of November. Um, it was actually first seen at Hull in 2017 before appearing at the Edinburgh Fringe. And the show is written by Luke Barnes. Um yeah so there's quite a few shows and of course like we mentioned in our last episode um it was announced last week that um Arenze Kene's um Misty will mm-hmm. be transferring to the West End in September so that's also great news for the bush that is, yeah. um but yeah other theater news um Emma Rice the ex artistic director of the Shakespeare Globe obviously has announced she actually a a couple of months ago i think we spoke about her opening starting up her own theater company um they have announced their uk tour of the play wise children so the stage adaptation of angela carter's novel is the first production from the first shakespeare globe artistic director new company emma rice has announced her company's first production the stage adaption obviously wise children will be will tour the UK following its world premiere at the Young Vic, uh, the Old Vic in October. Sorry, Old Vic. Um, the piece, which is about twin chorus girls and their bizarre theatrical family, runs from runs at the Old Vic from the 8th of October to the 10th of November before touring to Oxford, Cambridge, Bristol, York and Coventry um, with further venues to be announced. Um, so... I also believe that to mark the launch of the company, um, tickets for the final dress rehearsal at the Old Vic will be available for free through a lottery via the Wise Children website. So if you guys want to go and see a dress rehearsal of a show, Mm -hmm. um, we will link 
the website for that and you get to go and see it through a lottery. So apart from that, that's pretty much theatre news-wise on my end. Any music news? Oh, I've got something. Got something you might enjoy. Um, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> so um, obviously we were talking about um, Everything is Love. Oh, yeah. Um, Beyonce, Beyonce and Jay-Z project. The Carter's album. Oh, yeah, Carter's. And, um, use you know, that after them putting out their project and putting out a music video, which was called Ape Shit, People were all up in arms saying, how do they do this? How do they get to film at the Louvre? How do they do it? Only... Pretty straightforward, but okay. Yes, I know. However, it seems like from what they've done, it's kind of created um, a new venture the Louvre can kind of monetize. Um, so it seems like um, you can now take an Beyonce and Jay-Z inspired tour of the Louvre Okay, which is, which is interesting. Hmm. So, um, so there's a, there's been a tour that's been inspired by Beyonce and Jay Z, um, and it's been just been introduced. Um, I think due to the popularity of the ape ape shit video and just who those guys. So are. So I guess the Louvre wanted to monetize on that. They have to. They have oh. to. Um. So yeah. So it it seems like yeah. So the cars obviously in the video they visited, um, the museum and for their track. And then the clip showed several different, like, iconic works of art, like um, the Mona Lisa okay. um, and the Venus de Milo, mm-hmm. um, which is, I believe, that painting on the ceiling, I believe, might be wrong. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah, now fans can take a 90-minute guided tour through the gallery inspired by the music video. Um, and the route visits the relevant works in the same order, same order as they done um, as they done in uh, Ricky Sayers' director video. So it was directed by cool. Ricky Sayers. Um, full details of the tour are available on their on the Louvre's website, and fans can I guess embark on the journey of the the guided so tour. So my question is out mm-hmm. to the people them, who's paying for a ticket to go to Paris? To and go then to- who's paying for another ticket to go to Louvre? To Louvre. <laughs> To this guy, you you you'll be surprised. People would actually do people it. would actually do it. You know, and I guess it's great because it gets, I guess, people into the museum, a new audience mm-hmm. to come to see art. Yeah, to go to the museum because you know, uh, I I I initially I did question this because somebody I, I think I saw. Uh, a tweet saying that shout out to Beyonce and Jay Z for you know bringing black. Blackness into art mm. And bringing blackness into the museum And potentially opening the doors mm. For new kind of like a new audience A new kind of What are museum goers called? I don't know Just people that go to the museum Yeah for, Art so, appreciators Yeah art appreciators <laughs> There we go Bringing like new potential art appreciators Into the space mm-hmm. um, Because we equally matter in the space You know So I guess they did that. Mm-hmm. They did, and I have to commend that. You know, at first I was like, "Oh, it's not that deep." Art, black people been going to the to the theatre, to art museums from before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jay Z, Jay Z, and Beyonce <laughs> weren't the first to potentially, you know, open those doors. Yeah. But I guess it's they've opened new doors for potential new people. So yeah. I would definitely like to see the people that would definitely go to see that tour. And I think Jay Z has shot a video once in. 
a museum before, I think in NY in New York or something. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was quite a popular video. It had like a few artists in the video mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, that was, it's not something that, that they've, they haven't done before. He hasn't done before. And um, I guess he's done it on a grander scale, I guess, in the one of the most recognized museums in the world. So Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when the how long the tour's for? Um it doesn't exactly say on the website. Oh. But I'm sure obviously depending on the popularity of it and how many people they get in to, to see it, then they'll keep it going. October, then maybe you might catch me at the Louvre. Right. But um yeah, so you can the trial is um it's on Wednesdays to Thursdays and then Saturdays to Sundays. So it's oh, not okay. every single day. Oh, it's not but, every single yeah, day. But it's every okay. other day. So, guys, if you're planning to book tickets, make sure you book the right dates because potentially if you go out there on a Sunday mm-hmm. to come back on a Tuesday, you're not going to... Yeah. You're not going to get to see it. Yeah. So be wise. But yeah, that's exciting news. That is. Um, we, do we, we don't have any more news, do we? We don't. I'm so distracted because I keep looking over at the telly <laughs> at the game because... I'm I'm not like a football head, but I think towards the end of the World Cup, it, like, because initially the World Cup wasn't really on my peripheral, but now it's kind of been like, oh my god, oh my god, it's hard to hard. It's not hard. To miss. Ooh, that was close. Anyway, <laughs> um, moving on. Yeah, much to do about something. Much what are we going to discuss? So, Stephen, this was quite. Stephen just brought this to my attention, and as per usual, it's shocking. But not surprising. <laughs> That's an oxymoron, but you know. <laughs> what? No, wait, it, no, it isn't. It's shocking, but not surprising. Oh, yeah, it's actually. Yeah, it's an oxymoron. <laughs> Look at me using words today. Right. Um, right. But yeah, so Stephen, would you care to elaborate okay, to so start I'm the discussion? I'm just going to just um, read a little excerpt from a report I read online earlier today. And um, it was due to the the saddening news of hearing about, you know, 12 young boys or 12, yeah, 12 young boys and one football coach um, being, or football teacher or teacher being stuck in a cave in Thailand um, for about 17 days and with no kind of direct contact to the outside world. um, They seemed to be, I wouldn't say caved in, but... um, <laughs> wow, they were caved in. Yeah. However, it was due to water being, yeah, rather than being like due, due to like rocks and things. But yeah, these um these kids and um this um teacher was stuck there for such a long time, and it seemed like you know no one was able to get to them. Someone did attempt to get to them, however, failed doing so and later uh, and then died unfortunately. And um, it seemed like this story was just getting more and more complicated okay. and just more. Um, more and more dramatic, you could say, yeah. because you know people are wondering if these kids are ever gonna get out, and um, it was such a, you know, the whole world was locked into this story, and um, yeah, it seemed like, you know, things were being done. Obviously, thank goodness. Uh, I think They've, today, uh, yeah, it's been everything's been sorted out now. All the kids are out, the teachers are out. Yeah, everyone's has been rescued. Everyone yeah. is safe. 
Um, yeah, I, when I kind of like Stephen has been following this news and he was really touched by it because mm. the question was, how did they get into the cave? And obviously Stephen explained to me and I was like, wow, this is definitely compelling. Um, so I definitely had my eye mm-hmm. on the news, kind of hoping for good good news. Mm. And of course, good news came. Everyone's been rescued. Everyone is safe. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately... In the process, obviously, someone lost their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just glad that, you know, this... How many was there? 17? There was 12. There was 12, 12, 12 kids. 11, no. 12 kids and then uh, one teacher. So 13 people, yeah. individuals, have been saved from this situation. Yeah. Now, you guys are probably thinking, okay, this is common daily news. Why are you discussing this? Mm. So this is where Stephen... The brought, plot thickens. The plot thickens. Literally... The plot thickens. So, um, due to the, the whole Thai cave rescue and the success of it, or even even halfway through the success of the the the, the rescue itself, um, uh, the a U.S. film crew um, decided to appear on the scene of um, near the caves, and uh, it seemed like Hollywood had. Arrived at the foothills of the the mountain cave. <laughs> I love you <laughs> at the foothills of the mountain cave. Uh, yeah, to um to see what was going on, to see you know one of the one of the world's most daring rescue operations. Wow, <laughs> Stephen's out here being a screenwriter. He's re- he's already writing the script for this. He's writing the script for it I'm as we definitely speak. Not. But um, <laughs> it seems like yeah. So two American producers um seem to be already plotting uh. A movie project about this whole scenario. Now we were talking about this before. We were talking about it. I think the new. The, I think a day or two after we heard the news about what was going on yeah. and stuff, and we're just thinking like, wouldn't it be like funny or, or wouldn't it be interesting? Yeah. If they'd done this, and, and lo and behold, behold. <laughs> <laughs> literally, oh, lo and behold, God. the U.S. film crew decided to go out there. So what they've decided to do, they've decided to interview um, the locals around in, around the like the area. They're trying to be getting in contact with the parents of the kids, um, which is really, really. In, I'll, I'll say at this moment, it's quite insensitive. Um, at this mo- like because these parents are going through hell. You could say in regards to wondering they've if their kids have not seen their kids yeah. for seventeen days and probably thought that they had died. Died exactly, and um, you know these. Um, these US, um, the US film crews um, One of the producers did um, go on and say um, He did say Just in regards in regards to people saying how insensitive it is He said um, there's going to be other production companies coming in So we've had to act, act pretty quickly um, That is something that is quite, um, quite That's not something nice to say But no. he's, he's, he's trying to state that You know, I'm just getting here first Everyone else is going to come and do it Mm. Which isn't great um, You know And With this whole Rescue operation They had in place You know People from around the world Came in Expert divers came in To try and you know Help out in any way they could And they, they did Contribute in some kind of way Even Elon Musk um, Flew out there To um, Try and contribute In some kind of Can way Can you tell people Who Elon Musk is? Uh, he's the what, He's a CEO CEO creator Of Tesla He okay. creates Tesla cars And the whole technology Is behind the whole SpaceX And you know In regards to Him Pushing 
you know, his technology to further the, the development of the technological world in regards, whether it be transport or like um, aeronautics or aerospace. But anyways, yes. So Elon Musk flew out there. He d even decided or um, tried to make a mini submarine to try and get through. It's, it sounds quite funny. However, like I, I even saw test videos they were trying to do. Like they it had this- It sound like it's, it would make they a literally compelling had this, yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood. They literally had like this, um, I would say like six, I would say five by five, five foot four, like huge, five foot four by maybe, um, one one foot like this kind of torpedo looking thing and they just where they decide they want to go they're going to put kids in there and then have like an oxygen tank in there so they and then divers will just basically carry them in this little cramped submarine <laughs> and try and get them through these little choke um what they call choke chokes in the cave so uh -huh. these really really small areas in the cave and um i don't think that worked um i think the kids just swam out eventually they've got taught to swim and stuff like that but Elon Musk flew out there to try and you know contribute in some kind of way and um but yeah it just seems like this whole this whole it's in this whole um pandemonium that was going on mm -hmm. these um this u.s film crew decided to go out there and say you know what let's just let's start this project let's get this going they've even got a few um stars they've got like they want that they they know who they want to play what already they've had wow. ideas they haven't said names yet but they have ideas of who wants to play who in this film that's that's apparently coming soon um now um i, I believe the the company or the the, the yeah the filming company i think they're called um pure flicks and they're based in scottsdale arizona and la and didn't they uh, produce God is Not Dead? Yeah, they did produce God is Not so, Dead. And apparently they're a faith-based... They are. They're faith company. and a family product... Faith... Yeah, as a faith and family production and distribution film company. So, <laughs> <laughs> let me rip right into it. My feelings are very clear as in this is absolutely disgusting, despicable. But at the same time, like I said, I'm shocked but not surprised mm. in a sense that this is what hollywood is you know mm. it's it's a money-making business mm. i'm disappointed to say the least that it's a faith-based production company that is trying to capture this story and so early on in the process you know mm. these kids these pe these individuals were only just rescued today and you're talking about you're hanging around trying to see how potentially you can create a story from it um, it makes me really, really sad that something like this is existing. Something like this is allowed to happen. Um, but I also wonder um, whether they are, what are they doing to help those families? What are they doing to help those families in regards to, you know, they want to make a film. Hmm. Are you compensating them? Are they going to get, Potentially when the film does come out Are you planning to Give them a, a percentage I'm not sure Of I don't, I don't believe that I don't believe Exactly that. So to me Like I'm calling bullshit I'm absolutely calling bullshit I think I think it's disgusting It's com completely What's the word Insensitive You know It's 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 diabolical <laughs> Like I'm just trying to use words out in these streets But it really is 
Like yeah. how honestly that you think that that something like that is okay, and what you your your when you're questioned, you say that you know other production companies will eventually be doing the same thing. We just got there first, mm. and to be a faith based company. Okay, so just to give a bit more context, oh, it. so um, Scott, um, who is who is one of the um, producers or something like that of what they're trying to do here, um, said that you know there, it's going to be a cave res- rescue story, um, which will be centered around two British divers who discover the boys. It's uh, he said then he's going to say this, and there you perfect. go. There's the lie. It's a perfect project for Pure Flix. I'm not sure about that, to answer you. I'm not sure. He, they were discovered um, by divers. I'm not sure if they're British. I, they might be. I'm not too sure. I, I, I find sure that very that. hard to believe. And again, this is the. It's always. This is what Hollywood does changing the narrate narrative of stories that involve people of color. Like, why change it to then, then make it. To be a thing that the main focus is that these British divers come and save the day. The British, <laughs> the the whites come and save the day. Like, it's but what, it, it might just be though. If, if, it might be that, but that's not the story. That's not what we want to watch the story. We want to see how these young boys manage to survive 17 days in a cave. I prefer to see the story of those boys mm-hmm. and the coach. Yeah. Than to see someone come and save the day, some diver come and save the day. That's not the pivotal moment of the story. I want to see what happened in those 17 days in that cave. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? That's the story there. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it's a story that is that you should tell as of now. Mm. That's true. I don't think it's a story to tell now. So in my head, I'm thinking like, why, why now? Yeah. Just to get a bit more context in regards to it. So um, Scott went on to say, "This just kind of fits our." Scott's D- still talking. He is still bro. talking. This just it's just kind of fits our DNA in terms of a really inspirational story. It's got incredible heart, incredible acts of heroism and bravery. It's just inc- it's just an incredible thing, and we think we will inspire millions around the world. Now, obviously, what he did say there is all facts. It's definitely an incredible story. Mm, it's got absolutely. incredible heart. And it's got incredible acts of bravery in there in regards to the the um the Thai Navy SEAL that went to try, you know, and help in some kind of way and unfortunately um then then they then died in regards to it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're they're gonna they're gonna show that in some kind of way. Um I would like to hope so. But just um said he said it's and then Smith, who's also once the Chaos Entertainment in in Bangkok says it's a a political, it's apolitical. It has no agenda. Everyone is on the same page, and everyone is rooting for them. Um, so he's for this. Apparently so. Apparently so. But yeah. I love how everybody else is for this, but no one has bothered to think about the families that is involved in this situation. Yeah. 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 I guess in a good way it does it bring revenue for Thailand potentially. Potentially in regards to like where, where they're filming and things yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, do I think it's a story that needs to be told straight away? Absolutely not. Mm. Again, it's not something that they're gonna go into the drawing room and write this in two days. Mm. Oi! Ah. 
Sorry. Okay. Um, game. Um, it's not a story that they're going to write in two days and have it out by next summer. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed it isn't. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that it will take years of research of yeah. really kind of like taking accounts of everybody's kind of like, you know, of what's happened and stuff. So I think if it was something that they had given a year, mm-hmm. that had they had gone and approached in a year and then decided to bring this out in five years, then it makes sense. But for something something that's so fresh, mm. for them to feel like they had to jump on it, it, I, yeah, it's, again, the word I use is insensitive. It's completely insensitive. What are your thoughts, Stephen? Because um, I feel like I've just been kind of like, rah, 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 rah. No, just, um, they said in regards to like, rah, still more. yeah, still a bit more. Um, he then said that um, there is one, said once a name screened writer um, is on board, production will be expected to start in late 2019. So nothing starting at this moment. It's still kind of fresh, but it's, even next year, I still feel like it's still quite fresh. I still think it's quite I'm sure fresh. sure these kids are going to be somewhat traumatized by what they've had to go through. And just to see or hear about it in, like, in some kind, in another way than them to have to hear about it and try and, or when they hear anything about it, they'll have to relive those moments that they they had they had to go through even though videos i did see of them in in the cave they were in good spirits and like they were they were well and stuff like that however it's still not a great feeling like for them to revisit next year you yeah know? them to tell someone to tell you about something that you're trying to forget about you know but yeah like this whole this whole thing is as, as you said I'm shocked, but I'm not surprised because, you know, with, even with, I was going to try and compare it to 27 hours, but it's not exactly the same thing. Um, It was just, there was a question I was going to ask, like, do you think like when it comes to, obviously I'm I'm probably going to, you're probably going to ask the question where you said, but in regards to films like this, um, that are based some yeah on, on a true, true on a true events, story yeah. yeah and us kind of traumatic at the same time for people um that have experienced it do you feel like um they should be made or they shouldn't be made you see that's the thing i think they definitely should be made mm. i think um we've seen that with with stories that are true stories you know they go on to kind of hoy Sorry, they go on to kind of um, create this buzz and mm-hmm. have this Oscar kind of notoriety to it, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, so it is story. It, I definitely think it's stories that need to be told. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, it's, it depends on it all depends on the time, mm-hmm. the the person's story you are telling. Whether the person is dead, has their estate been informed, have they signed off on it? You know, mm. just so many kind of like, you know, I guess gatekeepers you have to go past before you can make the story. Um, and I think a lot of people relate to something or a lot of people enjoy mm. when stories are real. Yeah. You know, because there's a compelling moment, you know, of that particular story. Wow! Sorry. 
There's a compelling story. Uh-huh. Somebody has just scored. Is it France? France has just scored. Sorry, guys. Oh, this is so bad. This is the wrong time to record. But anyway, here we are. Um, what was I saying, Stephen? What was I saying, Stephen? Stephen has just got up <laughs> and it's left a the podcast. It's a compelling story. <laughs> it's a compelling As you said, in regards to like, if it, if it can like touch you in some kind yeah, of Yeah, you know, everybody loves a compelling you. story. Yeah. Everybody loves a... Uh, coming to life moment so it's it's absolutely important um but at the same time i think it's just you know those people that want to tell these stories or those people that are involved are they are they really genuine or is it again we understand that it need, it's a money-making industry and money needs to be made if they're if they're interjecting of course of course money into that but at the same time i do think Oh no, they didn't score. The game's done. The game is finished. Yeah, I, I was just checking that. Oh, I thought they scored. <laughs> no, they didn't. No, they just. Oh, sorry, won I was gassed. Full time. Full time. Full time. Yeah. Francis, Francis to the final. Francis to the final. Yes. Wait, but yeah. Anyway, so that's my piece on it. That's sure. That's sure. Well, what's Two your cents. thoughts, Stephen? Um, I would say because I was I was doing a bit of research before now in regards to films being made and things in regards to like true events like. 9-11, there, there was a few films that were made off it. And I don't know how long it took for them to put films out like that. Um, but I'm sure Americans, if something came out maybe a year after, Americans won't be too happy about it in regards to how the movie I don't even fresh. think I watched any films that involved 9-11 because I think something like that. There was quite a few. There was um, Zero Dark Thirty, World Trade Center, Remember Me, um, Dear John... Dear John. Th- yeah, they, they, they were linked in some kind of way in, yeah. in regards to like, not not exactly the story about what happened, but like there were stories linked to it. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was all I wanted to, to say about that. But in, just in regards to when, when you have stories that are you know, still raw, like like this whole, this whole um, cave. The cave. Yeah, the time, ty- the, um, the boys being stuck in the cave. Yeah. Um, I still think it's still a bit fresh. And for US film crews to come out there and, you know, bring out their cameras and start recording, start talking to people just and for asking research, questions. asking questions just to see, like, so they can create a story from it. Um it's still very it's not necessary at this moment and yeah, no, they should have some respect not. in regards to respecting the community and the people and the families of those boys mm. i couldn't agree more i absolutely couldn't agree more and it does make me think that you know stories like this or things like this what are production companies like that doing to potentially write actual stories why don't you just write it Hmm. like not write it in a sense why are you waiting for the next thing next true story to happen for you to potentially grab it yeah you know it should that it shouldn't be like that Mm -hmm. but then at the same time hollywood is a money-making industry Mm. money is to be made and at the same time it's a very brutal world that's very true it's a brutal world we've seen many a cases so yeah wow i'm actually quite sad by that 
I'm sad because it's so insensitive. Yeah. Like, even though we kind of joked about it, kind of said, oh, I won't be surprised if a Hollywood film decided, a Hollywood thing decides to come and make a film about it or the film mm. comes out about it. But it's not something I was expecting to hear that that in two days that somebody is already thinking of, you know, making that happen. It's kind of like thinking, well, this might be, kind of like thinking like these film companies are hoping for like tragedies to happen so they can spin off a story from Right? Which is crazy to me. Crazy. But anyway, let us know your thoughts. How do you guys feel about it? Do you reckon we're being too kind of like, you know, too sensitive about it? You know, it's a, it's a money-making world. Mm. You know, if they found something, great that they found something. Let them run with it. Let them make the stories. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm still, I, I just hope that they kind of like compensate. Do, will they compensate the families? Is the question. Yeah. Do they get like, you know, some form of revenue? But we'll wait and see. But anyway. We'll wait and see. Um, Moving on to sound waves. Oh, we have no opportunities corner slash circle today. Um, or this episode But we will definitely be back with it In the next episode But on to sound waves. I've got a couple of recommendations So the reason why we are recording a little bit early Is because we are off to the press night Of a show we mentioned in the last episode But we would like to mention again So it's Roundhouse and Brief Factory presents Hive High Hive <laughs> Hive City Legacy. Hive City, okay. Yes, it's a riot, a riotous new show by Femmes of Colour and it's playing from today actually, which is Tuesday the 10th. We're recording today on Tuesday. Um, so I think they're currently, currently on stage. And uh, so it's playing from the 10th of July all the way to Saturday the 21st. And it's Tuesday to Friday, um, with this with the show starting at eight pm every 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 night. And tickets are, I think, tickets are between ten pounds and twelve pounds fifty. Um, their slogan is activate, pollinate, and liberate. Yes, yes. Um, so Hive City, Hive City Legacy is ready to strike back with a league of extraordinary femmes of color in a right. Writers shake up, embracing the unseen and the unheard, with a fresh coat of inter- intersecting tales from a new London town. This unapologetic, uncensored, and genre-defying experience brings together liberating live performance, redefined narratives, and social activ- activism to challenge, uplift, boundary breaks, and celebrate. Um, so yeah, so I think it's brought it's brought to you in collaborate. It's brought to us in collaboration with international creator Lisa Falafi. Oh, yeah, and Buzz Busty Beats of Australian sensation Hot Honey Brown, alongside Hot Brown Honey. Hot Honey Brown sounds so <laughs> cool though, but Hot Brown Honey sounds even cooler. So I mean, Hot Honey Brown. Um, so the cast is Amita um, um, Francis, Rebecca Solomon, Crystal Dockery, um, Farrell Cox, Dorcas A. Stevens, um, Coco Brown, 
Elizabeth Jonas. Sh- is that Shakira? Shakira. 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 Shakira Perez. And then Shakira. Sherrod. Sherrod. I did well. <laughs> you did okay. Um, again, like I mentioned, this is playing at the Roundhouse. So it make is. sure you guys grab your ticket. Mm-hmm. I am definitely very excited to see the show. So am I. We are going to the press night, which is on Wednesday. So we will definitely have a review for you guys at the next episode. Who knows? They might take this to Edinburgh Fringe. You never know. Or they might be picked up to do West End. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I'm very excited. Films of Colour, I'm so here for. Um... My next theatre recommendation is um, New Prospects in in Association with Home and it presents The Fisherman. It's a Chigozi Obioma Obioma Booker Prize Booker's Prize nominated novel about a vengeance and faith fate in a small Nigerian town brought to the stage. It's been adapted by Bolahan. Is it Obi? Obiisan. Obiisan. I really tried today. And it's directed by <laughs> Jack Mc, McNamara. 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 And it will be playing at part of the Edinburgh Finch Festival from the 2nd to the 27th of August 2018. But it won't be playing on the 13th to 20th. Um, but and that will be at the Assembly George Square Studios. It's the it's fringe it's fringe first award winning playwright, um, and he adapts um, Balahan adapts the story of four brothers torn apart by prophecy in a small Nigerian town. Ben and Obe is it Obembe Obembe Hey, um, sip is it slip 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 away yeah. to fish at a forbidden river along with their two older brothers risking the wrath of their father who expects great things from them all they continue unnoticed and carefree until one day the prophecy of a madman changes the course of their lives um so again this is i'm this is quite exciting i'm quite upset that they are not this is not going to be in london but i hope that potentially um you know as they do their tour it will make its way to London. Hmm. So like I mentioned, it will be, it will be in London. It it will not be in London. It's actually previewing on the, between the 19th and the 28th of July at home in Manchester Hmm. before then going to Edinburgh Fridge in Edinburgh, Edinburgh, eh, clear the throat, Juliana, Edinburgh Fringe in August and then touring from the 12th, uh, touring around the UK So that will be at The 12th and the 13th At Derby Theatre The 14th at Key Theatre in Peterborough mm. um, The 26th to the 28th of se- September At the Northwall Arts Centre And then finally finishing On the 2nd of October At Artrix Arts Centre um, I believe the cast is Michael Michael Ajoy Is it Ajoyo? Yes. Yes, and Valentine Olukoga. Olukoi is it Olukoga? Yeah, Olukoga. Said it to the best of my ability. 
but yeah as per usual we'll be sharing this on our socials for you guys to go and get some tickets if you're in and around edinburgh, edinburgh fringe or you're up north mm-hmm. um definitely go and check that out um i'm very jealous of you guys if you are able to see it maybe i might take a trip to edinburgh and go see some stuff but yeah um those are my recommendations do you have any sound waves I do. This week, Stephen. So, um, AMG, uh, AGMP presents live and direct from Canada, the Soul Jazz Orchestra. And uh, now they're coming on um, 24th of July at 7.30. They'll be performing at the, the 100 Club, um, which is basically on Oxford Street, um, London. And you can get tickets from £17, from about £17, about £20. And these guys take their renditions of jazz hip-hop soul r&b and kind of mesh it into this whole orchestra and it's a great thing to hear you know you, you'll definitely be pleased sonically so if you are interested in that that sounds like your kind of your kind of thing your kind of swing then definitely i love that your kind of thing your kind of swing then definitely um check out tickets tickets online on um, Ticketmaster or ticket web so just just search um the soul jazz orchestra and i'm sure you'll be able to find tickets so it's going to be 24th of july um, so if you do have time or you want to check it out, go ahead and do that. Whoop whoop! Great stuff. Is there any like any like TV shows that have come out recently? That Power's people... back. Power is back. So um, you've seen the first two, two episodes, episodes, right? Yeah. yeah. So have I. People are saying it's kind of slow. I kind of get that. It is kind of slow. I think it's hit the ground running, but you I do so? feel like they've introduced a bunch of people that I don't have a clue who they are. Right, right, right. Like, right. and I've been following the last season very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that just a lot of names have been introduced, and I'm still, I'm just trying to keep up with that. Yeah. But I think the pace it's going right now is good. It's definitely a lot faster than how the last season started. Think last so? season, yeah, oh, the last okay, season maybe, was yeah. a drag. Maybe because we we're just like, okay, when is when, when is the speed going to pick up on this? I'm just thinking, when is Gold's going to get caught? Like, he seems to be getting away with so much. And no one's calling calling him out on it. Like, I think that's that's going to change this season. Right. Okay. I definitely see that coming. I definitely see that. Andreas or just get just like cheating death every, every really. Opportunity. Who who's known as the cheat the person that cheats death? I don't know. What is the person that cheats death? What are they normally known to be called? I'm not sure. I don't know. But anyway, there's a, there's a specific particular name. Mm. But you know, yeah. Dre's on the madness Tariq is on the madness Tariq just annoys me Like that child needs to be I don't know what it is Like something needs to happen to that child Wow Like He did get a shake up in episode one though So A shake up of what? From 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 Jamie Barely He did Barely He did To the point where the boy went to go and snitch <laughs> That's true That was not sh- That was not a shake up <laughs> That wasn't a shake up That was more like a I shake down and I'm about to be the big boss in this game. Watch me. <laughs> like he's really testing his dad, you know. He really is. But yeah, I think he's, he's coming he's... for his dad's spot. Boy. But Can anyway, you... yeah. Apart from that, power, whatever. I've not really been watching much. Yeah, there hasn't been else. There hasn't been much There's else. a series mm-hmm. called Good Girl on Netflix that I plan to watch mm-hmm. on my holiday. I'm going to download that. Mm. Um, what else? I've finished Glow season two. I'm gonna download that for the holiday too. Um, Glow season two was was really really fun, fun show. 
Um, it's good to see. Now we enjoyed the first season. Uh-huh. Is it as enjoyable? Definitely, definitely. Cool. It, at, at first, I was just like, "Oh, yeah, I get it," but I, I feel like it was shot differently. However, it's, when I started watching it a bit more, I started to realize it was actually quite similar to season one. I think it was just in regards to the way, the way it was shot. Like I didn't feel like we were in the eighties and night, yeah, eighties and stuff. But like after a while, I just, I, I guess it just, it was just my eyes adjusting to the whole setting the whole the whole way it was kind of yeah shot but yeah i i did enjoy season two of glow um if you do have netflix if you've seen season one um you'll enjoy season two if you haven't seen any of the any of glow definitely check it out cool. uh, it's a fun fun show 30 minutes each episode 40, 30 40 minutes each episode it's not too long and you can definitely binge it within a few days weeks whatever nice orange is the new back orange is the new black is also coming I think I think there was a trailer That was really sorry Yeah I you check out the trailer it. Okay I haven't To be honest with you Like I didn't really keep up With last season I kind of watched it halfway I see Um, Again Maybe I can just use this holiday To kind of like Catch up on a bunch of stuff mm. You know While on the beach and stuff So I'm definitely going to use that moment To really catch up on some TV stuff And some reading too Um, But yeah I think it just kind of like It just became really boring Right like I was here for all the kind of like different stories and stuff. So maybe I just need to go back to it. I need a refresher. Maybe. I was just really upset that Puse got killed. I think I was in my feelings, but I'm over that now. So maybe I should go back and watch it. Um, Yeah, apart from that, I don't think there's anything else TV wise. Cool. How about any um song recommendations? Um, I've only got one this week. And as per usual, it's a soak track. And this one is by, I think, Skrilla. Okay. Scribbler? I'll say Skrilla, yeah. Skrilla and it's called Wood. If you haven't gathered, it's one of those kind of songs that metaphorically means something else. Right. Um, but that's what Soka does for you. But you still got to wind your waist, wind that sweet waist. <laughs> right. What about you? Any song recommendation? Um, I was listening to this track on the way here and I thought, like, I do like it. I do like what she's doing this year. Um, the song is by Azealia Banks and the song is called Treasure Island. Me seaside beach vibes, me in the flip flops like east slide, we slide, leave it to me, why? Hips roll slow like the waves on a low tide, the shoreline you on mine. Uh, nigga, I done gave you the cosign, the pussy so good, niggas call it a gold mine. The coin shine, there's something I might like, the sea queen gave you an invite. Call your travel agent up and tell him to switch flights, my little sex face, wanna see what it look like. When you feel a boat rock, boy, better grip tight. Seems like we gonna ride out to the moonlight, you know it. Um, so yeah, that just, that song is... Great track by Azealia. I like her stuff anyway. I've liked her from her first one of the first songs I discovered her from, which is called Later. Later, yeah. And just her fantasy uh, EP and album and stuff like that. But um, her, this this song is also a single off her new EP coming out 
believe in the next two weeks or next week or so called Fantasy 2, Fantasy Part 2 or something like that. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. She didn't really have to work hard for the new album title, did she? She didn't. Um, <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know if it's an album or it's going to be a mixtape. I'm not sure. I'm hoping it's an album. or Either way, as long as I'm hearing more songs from her. Because yeah. I feel like she's a great rapper and her and She her is. Um, put aside what her personal life is saying in her. Yeah, I don't, I don't support her as like a person but i support her music okay <laughs> if that sounds really weird to say but yeah would you put would you put her in the category of kanye quite problematic yeah 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 for, for no reason at all but yeah but in regards to like i feel like in regards to the music you're making this might get me some people hating on me but i feel like she makes better music than Nicki minaj oh absolutely yeah yeah absolutely definitely. Definitely. Like lyrically, like you have to give it to her. Yeah. Like she, she, she yeah, she talks about some weird stuff, but like in regards to substance and what she's saying, like she knows how to say it and to her production, like the production value on her music is always great. And yeah, the beat she chooses is quite brave and yeah. I and this is not good. me pinning, you know, women against each other. I definitely think like Nikki, like, and I think there's there's been a discussion around this. Um, quite a few kind of like, you know, platforms have spoken about this about, you know, Nikki coming up with music with substance. Mm. You know, I don't know. I haven't listened to Azealia stuff for quite a bit, but I'd like to believe that it does have some form of substance. Yeah, and Nikki is just going down this kind of like this roller coaster that she's not really helping herself yeah and what's gonna happen is is just that like we thought that her going away mm -hmm. and going back into the lab would do her good but she's just come out and just just doing trash but anyway <laughs> that's neither here or there but <laughs> it is what it is but yeah guys go check out that new azealia banks track yeah if you like the sound of what you heard a second ago didn't you do that um yeah, like, what else is going on? There's nothing else, really. Yeah, there is. We have an announcement, guys. I think we mentioned this in the last episode. We're going to do this. Stephen mm. is rolling his eyes at me. He's quite upset by this. Traumatized. But traumatized is not the right word. You're not traumatized. But we will be going on a long hiatus. So this episode is not our last episode, by the way, guys. Because <laughs> everyone's like, but everyone's probably like, Oh, um, we have one more episode for this season and then we'll be going on a long hiatus. Mm. And also, um, Asom as a sibling duo will be no more. Um, Stephen will also be leaving Asom. Um, artistic state of mind. Make it sound like like this was a decision like I made and. But you what's a decision oh, yeah, that you're making? I'm not going. <laughs> I'm still here. Um, but Stephen is leaving um, on some, in, I guess, some adventures. Um, so yeah, Stephen, would you care to go? In, not well, not go into detail, but obviously. Um, I'm. This is where I put Stephen yeah. speaks. I'm. Um, yeah, this is. Well, one of the, can be one of the last episodes. I'm no, doing you've got one more episode after. One of the last. Oh, okay. One of the well, last. Okay. I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's it's been a great journey. <laughs> it's 
this is what we're doing. I remember here. back, you know, episode <laughs> one. No, I'm joking. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got a couple of things to do that I've been meaning to do for such a long time. And um, yeah, I'm going to do those things. <laughs> as cryptic as that sounds. Yeah, Stephen the Cryptic King. Yeah. So um yeah, obviously I, I would explain all in due time. You or, won't. Or or not. But uh, <laughs> yeah. If you guys know Stephen and how secretive he is, he will not be explaining in due to, due time. If you follow him on Twitter, then you probably will figure out where he may be. But yeah. yeah. Um, so our last episode will be coming out. Um, this will, episode will obviously come out, regular schedule. But our last episode will be coming out on the 26th of July. And mm-hmm. we have a very special guest for our last episode of the season. I'm very, very excited. Yes, I can't wait I, yeah. to have this individual on so it is great to have like a last hurrah mm-hmm. for the season but at the same time asom is not dead he's uh, still alive and it's kicking. still alive and just be, it'll just be resurrected in a different way it will be resurrected in a different way in a different way being meaning that i will be looking for a new co-host mm. so this is for guys who are interested guys is, is it I mean, guys people who are interested in the arts so mm-hmm. if you have an interest for music theater film television then this is for you if you'd like to have your voice on the podcast then artistic state of mind is the place for you to be um again we'll be posting all the information on twitter we won't be starting straight away we'll probably just go for a few months and then probably come back later on in the year um but i'm definitely we will definitely be on a hunt for new co-hosts and if you are in and around london and able to travel to the studio every fortnight is also great um, but again, more details to follow. But we are looking for a co-host and... Well, I'm looking for a co-host. And somebody who can... Who... Who... Who can click with me. I'm actually quite a clickable person, to be honest. But that's neither here or there. Steven's looking like... Good luck, guys. <laughs> it's not a good luck thing. <laughs> I'm the most nicest person ever. So you'll definitely be having a cool convo with me so yeah anyway you guys it's been fun it's been great um where can they find us i nearly forgot the setup of all of this uh, they can find, find us Evo? on um twitter which is our twitter at is at artistic som yep um they can find us on instagram where we can if we do god's shows you'll see us on our stories so if you want to see what we're up to and things like that can follow us on our instagram which is artistic som pod um we're also on facebook as well we update there we post episodes there as well and um, so you can check us on facebook which is artistic state of mind yes and your personal so oh, to be honest i'm back on twitter again but i'm gonna come off of that very soon again okay as per usual but yeah if you want to get through to us or simply dm us on um our, on our twitter or at us on twitter sure yeah. we can respond um, yeah and also these episodes share them subscribe because yeah. there's going to be more coming um, and you can listen to them on SoundCloud and iTunes and all that jazz and all that jazz nothing else apart from that just SoundCloud and iTunes for now um, for now good stuff good but stuff yeah it's been fun guys 
Um, see you on the flip side. Peace.